Good evening. Thank you for coming. Baruch Hashem. Pesach is upon us. We are already thirty days within uh, the holiday, so we have to start learning some of the Hilchot Pesach. Have to get to get to learn some of the Hilchot Pesach. So let's go back to where we were two years ago. I'm sure you all remember, but we'll do a little bit of review. We were actually in the middle of a halacha, so we'll go back. This is in Siman Tuf Lamid Gimel. We were talking about Dikat Chametz, searching for the Chametz, cleaning out our houses. So the halacha was refet shel bakar in tzarich bdika. So if a person has a uh, a barn, right, a place where they keep their uh, larger animals, so in tzarich bdika you wouldn't have to search for chametz there when you're doing your cleaning. Because had there been any chametz present, uh, the animals would have eaten it, right? The animals like to eat all that food. Good. The same would be uh, uh, the halacha when it comes to the uh, the chicken coop. Had there been any chametz present in the chicken coop, they would have eaten it. Similarly, in the middle of the field, and the Mishnah says, just the middle of the field, but any area which is exposed, uh, where animals, specifically he mentions here birds, the orvim, possibly the ravens, right? I don't know exactly how you translate it, but let's say, right? So whichever animals or, or birds that are present, if they're going to be able to get that easily, so you wouldn't have to require a bdika, you wouldn't have to search for the chametz there, because, again, we're assuming they're going to eat it. Now, that was a very broad heter, right? It sounded like, all right, that's, that's pretty nice because, uh, again, many of us don't necessarily have all these animals, but back in the day, uh, many people did. So this, uh, you know, in theory, they got to cross many different areas in their house off their list where they wouldn't have to do the bidika. The problem is that, Shkadon continues, he says, Vahani mili misafik chamit. That's only true if it's a situation of doubt. Aval vadai chamit. But let's say I know for a fact, I'm, I'm feeding my cows uh, a mixture that has chametz in it. I know that there's chametz present, right? So even though, yes, probably they, they would have eaten it, I still have to do a bitika over there because we fall back on the halakh principle of in safik motzi midei vadai. That in a situation of doubt, uh, where we know that something is established as true, so we don't allow the doubt to override that which is true. Meaning, I know that there is chametz present, and it's maybe that the animals ate it, so then we say, well, then you got to go check, right? That's what we learned a couple years ago. We went into uh, uh, a few different details. If you're interested, we have the recording. You can go and listen to it. What we got up to, though, is the Ramah. The Ramah is a little bit confused. He says, if you look later on in Siman, Taf Mem Heisif Gimel, we likely will not get there this year, but let's say, so Mivuar Dimutar so he says, it, it seems like later on, we actually advocate. We say, if you want to, instead of destroying your chametz, you could just throw it to a place where the birds are present, and they'll go and eat it, right? Take it to the park, throw it uh, to feed the ducks, and you're good, right? That's a good way to destroy the chametz. It's green, everyone's happy, no one loses, right? So it sounds like you can actively go and throw the food there, and it would be fine. So, He says, but there's no such requirement that you then do a bdika in that area where you threw the chametz. Which one is it, right? We said, if you know for sure it's chametz, so you can't rely on this uh, presumption that the animals are going to take care of it. But later on, we say, yeah, just throw it out into an area where birds will eat it, and you'll be good to go. Which one is it? So here the Mishabura says, we have somewhat of a stira, somewhat of a uh, contradiction. So he says, Many of the different achronim, they try to figure out how do we reconcile these two different opinions of the Shulchan Aruch, that sometimes you're allowed to uh, assume that the animals are going to eat it, other times you're not allowed to. So what are we supposed to do with that? He says, So he says that the way, you know, at the end of the day, people want to reconcile 
reconcile these two sources, they say, if we're talking about your own field or a field that you own in partnership with someone else, then you wouldn't be able to just throw out your chametz and assume that the birds are going to take care of it. And even if you did so, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even be lenient after the fact. Even if you went and you said, oh, I just threw it to, uh, to feed the ducks on my farm, we would tell you, well, you can't rely on that. You have to go and check and make sure all that chametz uh, is gone. But if we're talking about uh, a place which is public property, which you don't specifically own, right? In theory, anyone could go in there. Could go in Rehov, let's say, for example, the street. So then it would be permissible if you were to throw it there, right? You wouldn't have to search. You would be able to throw it there uh, as long as it's before this mani sewer, right? Meaning the, the prohibition of chametz has not yet kicked in. If it's already kicked in, it might be a different story. But if we're talking about earlier on in the process, before that prohibition kicks in, you would be able to go and you would be able to throw it there. And lo ichbatlan kevan And he says, why is it that we don't care? Because if you're doing it before the time of the prohibition, as long as you're taking it out of your reshut, it's out of your domain. So he says, why is it any different than selling it to someone who isn't Jewish? Right? So yes, in theory, maybe you could argue you still have some sort of ownership, but you don't because you're sending it into a place where it's hefkir, it's ownerless. You're sending it to a place where anyone could go and they could take it. The animals or anyone else who wants to eat your uh, granola bars off the floor, in theory, they would be able to do so. So the achronim, they want to say, if you're going to a place where it's out of your reshoot, it's out of your domain, you would even be able to do so lechachila. Best case scenario, throw it out into a place where you can assume the animals are going to eat it. But if we're talking about your own field or one that you own in a partnership with someone else, so then you have to be a little bit more careful because it's still in your reshoot, it's still in your domain. So. Interesting. It's good that we are uh, back to the Hilchel Pes. Oh, questions. Yes, let's go. Rabbi Tindler used to say that rather than throwing out stale bread, better to throw it out in your backyard to the animals. Yes, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I presume means he did that. But did he say specifically your backyard? Or did he just say to feed the birds? Because there's a, we're seeing here, it's a distinction. It is a machlok among the acronym. I mean, I guess he could have taken it to the park. I don't know, but right. I'd be surprised. Right. Okay, we'll have to, yeah. you have to call home and find out what the story is. Yeah. Yes, sir. If it hasn't been ground up into flour, I don't think it should be a problem. It shouldn't be a problem. I don't think so, yeah. But that might be a... You're saying because the animals would then eat it as such? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm confused well, by your question. I'm Just in general. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Right. Um, and if it's like that and it's on your property, you have to worry about that kind of stuff. Right. I would think not. I would think not. Right? Okay, we'll go with that. Rabbi Hanan ben Kashmir, it's a good